0: The Functional Health Forum on KPRZ is sponsored by the Cancer Call Center. The information and opinions expressed on the Functional Health Forum are intended to address specific questions asked or situations described on the program and are not designated to constitute advice or recommendations as to any disease, ailment, or physical condition. You should not act or rely on any information contained in this program without seeking the advice of your personal physician. If you have any questions about the information or opinions expressed during this program, please contact your doctor. The doctor is in the house.
1: The Functional Health Forum is your place to talk with doctors to discuss and get answers to your medical questions at no charge each Saturday from noon to 1. If you've been diagnosed and wondered if there is another way, then call into the show today and talk with host Dr. Jurgen Winkler. 866-577-2473. And now it's time for the Functional Health Forum. Hey, 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 hey.
2: Well, welcome to another beautiful afternoon in sunny San Diego. This is Dr. Jurgen Winkler, and I'll be your host in the Functional Health Forum for the next hour. And in studio today, we have a wellness consultant, a wellness coach, and her name is Mary Barnes. And I'll tell you, the reason we brought her on was because of this. How many times have patients uh, gone to the doctor, they said, uh, gone in, got their lab testing done, the doctor says, hey, look, your labs are normal, but you feel terrible. And everything you're told is it's normal. And sometimes they're even told, oh, it's just all in your head, or here's some antidepressants, and that's sort of the sadder part of what happens sometimes. But we see this problem. I see it. I'm explaining things out of their labs, and I know you go to the great, much greater detail. So tell us a little bit more about what you're, what, how it got you to, to being a wellness coach and what you do as a wellness coach.
3: Okay, thanks for the intro. So I got started, really, it was an absolute necessity, really. Um, I had gotten... Oh, we're good. Okay, are so, good okay i had gotten quite ill i got lyme disease i knew when i got bit by the tick but i couldn't get a doctor to believe that okay okay and so i i just got sicker and sicker mm-hmm. and i would go you know to the average doctor they'd run the, the normal lab test they run the the blood count and the metabolic profile but because i was still trying to exercise i was eating well i looked to be in excellent health mm-hmm. and they would tell me oh nothing's wrong with you i even went to a more alternative um practitioner and even he ran the same lab test and, and a few others. Oh, you have a little bit of extra aluminum. Um, and I told him, well, I, I really have problems sleeping at night. Oh, and his answer was drink a glass of wine at night. Um, yeah. So that, that, you know, that's, I don't mind drinking a glass of wine at night, but it certainly wasn't helping with my overall sleep problems. So I started doing research on my own. And again, I was very focused on diet and I found that gluten was a big issue for me. And, As it is
2: for most people. Right. right? Chronic illnesses. Exactly. Exactly.
3: exactly. And so I went ahead and found uh, a lab that I could do testing on my own. I didn't need to use a doctor. So I was like, okay, I went for it, found out that I had the, the main celiac gene. And I also had um, another gene that predisposed to gluten sensitivity. So I went totally gluten-free, started doing better, but there was still something else going on. So again, I'm an engineer by training. So I started, again, I, I focus on detail. I want the science. I'm going to look for root causes. So I, I knew that I had Lyme for sure. I also had been diagnosed as hypothyroid. So I, I took the basic facts in hand. I went and started searching, and I came across um, a, a doctor that did, um, believed he had found the genetic correlation between um, mold illness and specific genotypes. And it just so happened that the main celiac gene is the main gene that predisposes one to mold illness.
2: Oh, no kidding. that's that's a new, bit of new information I'm picking up as of we're enjoying this uh, f- uh, forum this week in the form of integrative medicine held at the West and in San Diego, which is where <clears throat> which is where we met and began talking about what you do for a living, which is kind of interesting. So from basically on your on your own time, your own effort, you tried to get well because the present model wasn't really suiting your needs.
3: Exactly. Exactly. So I went to this this Dr. Shoemaker in Maryland, and he's on the eastern shore of Maryland in a city called Pocomoke. And I took myself out there, and, and he was amazed, actually, that I was able to travel there on my own. He ran, he runs very unusual lab tests um, looking for inflammatory markers and looking for a lot of metabolic abnormalities. So he ran his set of tests, and I had about 75% abnormalities out of the panel that he runs.
2: Which is quite a bit. Which That's... is quite
3: a bit. He said I was one of the sickest patients he had seen in terms of what it looked like in black and white. But because I, I was compensating, I was still exercising, I was eating right, I had started... Taking supplements again. I was researching, you know, looking at all my my issues. I had numbness and tingling. Well, you know, B twelve helps with that. Um, people with celiac or gluten issues often have issues absorbing fat soluble vitamins. So I added right. all these things. So I put the pieces of the puzzle together for myself. And with the, the the shoemaker protocol, I was able to really heal.
2: And you took all that information, which is great. So you actually figured out how you can heal on your own. You had help from an outside doctor. You did all the research. You used your Engineering mind to get this whole thing together. And now all of a sudden you have a model of things that you can apply really to other people.
3: Exactly. And I started applying it. I, you know, I had found a Lyme support group and I was just very getting very passionate about this and really excited because I thought this is, this is how we can all get better. And I I started trying to to educate people in that group. And then I would have people that would contact me and, and want me to help them well, what do I do? And they would they would have gone to doctors that told them, you know, oh, everything's okay. There's nothing wrong with your lab results, right? Yeah, which
2: is exactly what we're, the whole pretense of what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So I would common. look at
3: their lab results, and then I would see some things, you know, that the lab ranges have normal, right? You're normal. Well, normal is, you know, a setting on the dryer, some people like to say, right? And so the, the lower end of the range is you can start having symptoms, right? right. That can be a, a huge issue, you know. White blood cell count lower on the end of the range, even thyroid in particular. Thyroid is is a big deal. Right. There is an epidemic of thyroid disease.
2: There's, so, well, we know that the whole, um, reference value. So explaining a reference value, there's a, there's an upper limits and there's a normal, right. And there's, there's an upper limits and a lower limit. And the functional value is the best part in between that.
3: Exactly. Right? So you have, exactly. so
2: you're training really up you're looking for optimum values, exactly. not just a full reference range, which tells you there could be healthy and unhealthy, healthy people in that full reference range. So, with exactly. thyroid specifically, like with the thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH, when that even goes over two or three, that's considered abnormal from a functional standpoint, but it's really five or, or higher from, a, from a, a conventional or actually real physiological uh, damage per se, correct? Exactly. So, but looking at it functionally, your thyroid could be slowing down before it's actually fully damaged.
3: Exactly, exactly. And, and then that's the perspective I took. And then the, the challenge is the average doctor just looks at, they, they look at the labs. If the lab isn't labeled as high or low, they, they look no further. They, they stop there. Right. And so it's, it's the, the patients. What I found is that the Lyme patients and even the average everyday person that I run into, it has issues that the doctors are just not addressing.
2: So out of curiosity, what was your vitamin D level?
3: Oh, my vitamin D level was low. It okay. was, it was under 30. Okay. Yeah. So,
2: and that's actually yeah. considered normal.
3: Right, exactly, exactly. And that's
2: really way too low. Way and even too low. people that are out in the sun, even in California, in San Diego, you think, okay, we're out in the sun, we've, we've got plenty of, of, of light exposure. We still see vitamin D levels in the 30s, right. which exactly. is way too low. So exactly. what, what levels do you like to use in terms of vitamin D? Uh,
3: generally, at least 60. Around yeah. 60 about, is... I
2: actually push it a little bit higher. Okay. I'm looking yeah. between 80 to 100. Okay.
3: Uh-huh. And people talk about vitamin yeah. D
2: toxicity. Right. I, I tell you, I've never seen it.
3: Interesting. And yeah.
2: it certainly doesn't happen at any of those levels that we're talking
3: about. Right, right. But that's right.
2: sort of a misnomer. People hear about vitamin D toxicity. Right. I'm like, no, that doesn't yeah. really happen.
3: Right. But I mean, I see oodles of people, right? So, so what I what I do with, with my clients, right, I, I work through a doctor, is I sit down and look at their lab work, and I look at it in much more detail than the physician might have. And I kind of try and prioritize, well, this, this is something the doctor really should look at a little bit more, like B12 levels. Another big one that is often, very often missed is ferritin. Iron storage. Right. You know, they, they assume that, that, especially women that are, you know, menopause, have already gone through menopause, oh, you're not going to have iron levels. And in men in particular as well. They don't bother testing it in men. And men can have issues with low ferritin. And if you have low levels of ferritin, you're not getting oxygen, enough oxygen in your body for your cells. You're also not being able to process even your thyroid hormone that you have. You cannot process it properly. So part of what I try and do is highlight things that could be going on for someone and kind of help them try and prioritize and relate that to symptoms. So when they go to the doctor and talk to the doctor, they're much more prepared, you know, to discuss things with the doctor. It helps the doctor focus on things that can help the patient. Again, the average doctor just doesn't have time to look at this level of detail.
2: Right. So when you're looking at the detail, though, you're looking also to find what what other, maybe certain minerals and vitamins that they're deficient in. Right. I mean, there's some simple things that you can get from routine labs. So, So the routine labs that you cover, CBC chemistry or chem 14 or a right. comprehensive metabolic right panel. Right. Okay, so right so everybody the listeners know we look what labs we're looking at you look at a thyroid panel but the thyroid panel to be specific it looks at thyroid stimulating hormone tsh right which is free t3 free
3: t3 free, free t4,
2: t4 and we talked a lot this this weekend about reverse t3. reverse t3
3: and then oh. antibodies
2: and antibodies right. To that, right right and a total right and a total t3 because you're looking at well, that reverse you, you can total look at the yeah. You can ratio. look at right.
3: You want to look at the ratio exactly. exactly, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> but how it's, about it's, a
2: hemoglobin A one C?
3: Yes, that's very important, especially for it's people a, that have the, the the fasting glucose that that tends to hover right, there. So it's around a monitor 100.
2: a marker that monitors blood sugar and right. the variations in blood sugar. And we do maybe a fasting insulin and a fasting blood sugar.
3: Right. Right.
2: Okay. How about things like looking at an iodine level? You, you know,
3: in? I've occasionally looked at that, right, but I, I have honestly not found the correlation between that and the thyroid levels. Okay. What what people do sometimes, and again, talk to your doctor about that, is do the 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 the, the tincture, mm-hmm. the 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 the, the right. stuff back in the old days, right?
4: Correct. And
3: and do the do the patch test, put yeah. some of that on your skin, and if it absorbs readily, then then you are deficient in iodine. And it's something to consider. And that's,
2: I, I give handouts on that all the time. Okay. An iodine okay. yeah. handout, yeah. which yeah. makes a lot of sense right.
3: to make sure right. that you're getting adequate right. amounts. Right. And that's, so, yeah. So, I mean, one of the things I try and do is educate people and show them things that they can do to discover what's going on in their body because they know their body best, but it's, it's identifying and prioritizing things, right? And, but
2: but those know. lab tests are enough to really determine and give somebody a treatment plan. Right. And, and head them in the right direction. Right. It's an, and, an excellent and, starting point. And they all point. could look normal yeah. from a complete exactly. lab perspective, but from a functional perspective, they can be abnormal. Exactly. And there are certain patterns you can determine out of
3: that. Exactly.
2: Sounds great. We'll continue with that right after the break, and we'll talk okay. more about functional chemistry and all the other types of, of analysis that you like to do as well. Okay, great. Thanks for coming. All right.
1: The National Health Forum would like to take this moment to thank our valued sponsors. Host Dr. Jurgen Winkler will return shortly.
0: If you have been diagnosed with cancer and are struggling financially, you may qualify to receive a cash advance for up to 50% of your life insurance policy's death benefit while still providing coverage for your family. Fighting cancer doesn't have to mean financial ruin. Make a two-minute call to find out if you qualify for the Living Benefit Program, 888-274-1777, or visit online at lifecreditcompany.com.
4: Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer or treated for cancer in the past, Quantum Functional Medicine offers an entire arsenal of treatments to battle cancer, as well as other chronic and debilitating diseases. At QF Med, each patient's treatment is personalized using a patient-empowered functional approach to treatment. They also offer integrative support treatments for those undergoing traditional chemo, radiation, or surgery, and preventative measures to help stop cancer from reoccurring. For more information, go to qfmed.com or call 760-585-4616.
1: You're listening to the Functional Health Forum with host
4: Dr. Jurgen Winkler.
1: Please call in now to discuss any medical questions you might have, 866-577-2473. All right,
2: well, welcome back and we are speaking this afternoon with Mary Barnes, who is a wellness consultant. Uh, you're actually out of Texas and you work with a, with a doctor in Texas. And so the, you're working together with this doctor and you're coming up with really regimens based on your analysis. So not only with the blood analysis that we're talking about, this functional blood chemistry analysis, I mean, that's just part of the picture, right? So we talked about earlier, um, even just getting a good history, what's the full story at a patient? So you get an idea more so what you're looking for and then what exam things are you looking for as well? Do you?
3: Right. Okay. So, so when I first see a patient, I, I actually look at their outward physical appearance, right? I, I mean, I even look at their posture, mm-hmm. right? Are they slumped? Do they just look totally lethargic? I look at their pallor, right? Often there's a very pale, kind of almost a gray look for people that are anemic,
2: that are really sick too, right? Yeah. If
3: that are really sick, right, mm-hmm. right. I look at, are their hands feel cold, right? Are their movements very slow? Some of those sorts of things can indicate thyroid problems, mm-hmm. right? And um, really, and just part of how their, their energy level, right? Now, some people are more laid back generally, but you can kind of, as you talk to them, you can kind of, you know, put together. You can get really. a sense
2: of what's going on. I always call that right. sort of a gestalt. You have a feeling of what's going on. It's an right. sort of intuitive feeling, but it, right. it gives you some information. Right. right. Yes. Now, when you're doing that, you're also getting some history. What are the key points in your history that you're looking for?
3: Well, part of what I want to know is, have they had any serious illnesses, Right. Did they, before they, if they can think back, when, when they first re- felt like they were really, really sick, right? What happened before that? What happened in the six months before that, right? Did, did they relocate? Did they move into a new house, right? Did they move from a different geographic area, right? Did they get vaccinations because they're, they're, they're traveling, right? Did they go hiking in the woods? Did they hike the Appalachian Trail, right? Those sort of things, right? It, it, so you're
2: looking for really toxic exposures, mold exposures. Right. You're looking and for details in terms of what they've been exactly. exposed to infections exactly. as well.
3: Right. And one other thing I like to ask, too, is is how are the other family members doing, right? Is anybody else in the family sick, right? Because some, if you've got multiple family members that are sick at the same time, and it's, there's no clear infectious infection going on, right? Then I, that's when I really suspect that there's something in the home. That's making making the family sick.
2: So toxic exposure. And we exactly. get exposed to so many things. We were talking right. about almost eighty to one hundred thousand chemicals were introduced into into society in the state, right. in the United States during the twentieth century, and it's and they're adding in another two and a half thousand a year,
3: right? As we progress, right. so there's right. just
2: getting more and more toxic exposures. And we were talking even about breast milk being toxic, and poor women are trying to keep themselves healthy, and yet they're still you know right. infecting their getting their babies toxic, not even knowing that they're right. doing it based right. on the breast milk contamination, and based on even just the things that we get day to day. So do you get a history of, if for women particularly, you're asking more more about makeup and,
3: right, right, and those right. types of things right? Well. And Right, I, and I, it's important, too, the, the, the health of their children, right? Because what I often find, especially if a patient has an autistic child, right, there, there's always something mom's going toxic. on with their mother. Exactly. Right. So exactly. Exactly. And so you really want to, you know, the mothers are often running off getting that child all the help that they can get, but they're not taking care of themselves. And in the long run, they really, and this is what I try and encourage too, you know, that most, a lot of the clients are are women, that you really, you need to take care of yourself as well. And par, for me personally, by learning what was going on with me, I know that the genes are passed down. I was able to piece together and help my sons get well. So that for me, and that's really what kept me so engaged in this and wanting to know the answer and the solutions and that sort of thing is is to help my children.
2: That's interesting. So along with um, your personal experience, you found you've had mold exposure as well. So then the, the Dr. Shoemaker's protocols, Correct. what was part of that protocol that you went through with him?
3: One of the, the well, number one thing is you need to try and get away from the exposure. If you, makes if you sense. can do that, right. that makes sense, right. A lot of people can't do that or, or won't do that at first. And it is a really hard thing to accept. I mean, I had him tell me several times, you've got to move out of your house. Right. Um, and we had no visible. We, we knew we had a roof leak. we had had it repaired. In hindsight, I cringe at the, the process that they use when they remediated. Mm. There was no protection done. The, the dust was airborne. Mm. And thinking back, and again, this is what people need to think about. Did you have remodeling in your house? Did you get sick
4: Water after exposure. that?
3: Exactly. Right. Do, you know, and that Leaks. for me, I got sicker after that point in time. So part of it is, you know, putting the pieces together. One thing I'd like to encourage people to do is get some gene testing done, genetic testing. There's there's a test that Dr. Shoemaker does that looks at your genes to see if you have the, the predisposition for it.
2: Predisposition for mold, For mold,
3: for mold illness, as well as some people have a gene that predisposes them to get sick from any toxins. And they, so which
2: testing are you doing?
3: This is, this is, you can do this with either LabCorp or Quest. It's actually a standard test, okay. and it's called HLA-DR. Sometimes it will be labeled as for um, transplant. They actually do that testing for transplant people to see if they're, you know, biologically compatible. Yeah.
2: So in the HLA-DR, there's certain types of testing you're looking for. What exactly stands out on that? Right.
3: What stands out, if I see somebody that has the DQ-2, that means they're predisposed to mold illness. If I see somebody that has a DRB-4, those are going to be the the super sick, and those are going to be the people that that are going to have the biggest challenge getting well- and they're also going to be the ones that have to be th- the most strict about avoiding future mold exposure.
2: Now, how do you know you've been exposed to mold?
3: You, the average person actually doesn't know. But you have to consider that statistically, uh, about half of all buildings in the U.S. have been water damaged. And you have to consider the fact that if you don't remove water damaged materials within 24 to 48 hours, or they're not fully dried out, it's a haven for mold to grow. Right. And of course we have mold naturally in the environment as well. Right. I mean, you can get, and if you've got house plants, there's certain molds that are soil borne, actually that can contaminate your house. So it's, it's.
2: So you're in a home, you've had some water damage, you've got some symptoms, maybe you've got some sinus problems, some congestion, maybe you're just tired. Maybe when you sleep at night, you just don't feel really refreshed in the morning. I mean, you're looking for real subtleties.
3: Right. They're very, right.
2: So how would you then begin to test for the mold?
3: Well, there there's a test you can do for the home, right? And it's called an ERMI test.
2: Spell that, ERMI?
3: E-R-M-I.
2: E-R-M-I. Right,
3: and if I can say the company, it's sure. mycometrics.com.
2: Mycometrics.com.
3: It's, right. Okay. And so you, you order the test kit. You do have to now and pay. And myco,
2: M-Y-C-O?
3: M-Y-C-O. Metrics. And then metrics.
2: M-Y-C-R-I-X. Metrics.com. No,
3: I, no, I-C-S. Oh, I-C-S. Glad we spelled, oh, okay. yeah, I-C-S. Um, so what it is, it's really originally when I did it about nine years ago that you would have, they'd send you a little canister to hook onto your vacuum and you would vacuum like a six square foot area to collect the dust samples. So what they're testing oh, for okay. is the DNA for the mold. They now have an option where you can use like a Swiffer cloth that, that will, you know, you just go and dust surfaces in maybe eight different areas. You send that back to the company. They'll do the DNA test. They will tell you what mold species they have found in the dust in your house.
2: Wow. Okay.
3: Yeah. And it's super interesting. It's I think it's about 325 for for a very complete test. There's a little bit less expensive test that's tests for the five most challenging, most problematic okay. mold types, and that's you know I think are right around 200. So it's really I know people don't often don't want to spend the money. They go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get the little test plates but those are just not going to catch the mold that's making you sick because those are tes- only testing for airborne.
2: Yeah, they're testing exactly. I was thinking about that. When we were yeah. talking about this earlier. You are talking about like Sinusitis Wellness is another company that you can buy those little dishes, Right. and then you can put them in their closet or put them in different right. parts around the house. But what I thought was interesting you mentioned was actually vacuuming and you're right. picking it up right. that way because right. you're because pulling it out of the exactly.
3: ground. Exactly, and I mean we know all the stuff that's in carpet, right? If you want to be healthy, you really don't want carpet in your house. That's where all the toxins settle, all the stuff. If you don't, if you wear shoes in the house, you know, you're bringing all that into your house. And if you've got young children, they're playing on that carpet. Even if you have pets, you know, they're being exposed.
2: I'm thinking about that too. How many times a dog come in with wet hair? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So you find out the mold. Let's say, for example, they said, we don't, you know, we've lived in different places. I really can't go back to an old home or it's another part of the country. Um, Any other testing? You've got this genetic test that you're talking about, which is the HLA. DR. DR. Right. And that gives you some additional information, but it's not not complete enough. Because you can't get back to the original source of where the exposure was. So is there any other testing?
3: It is challenging, right? Right. It is challenging. Are there any other? So
2: there are some other testing. I don't know if you're familiar with real-time labs. Which actually is a urine sample. Right, right. And they will right. test for some of these toxins for like almost up to eight or more different types of moles.
3: Right, right. And that's, right. that's another approach to take. And again, th- these are, you know, putting pieces to, of the puzzle together, getting as much information as you can. Again, in the end, part of it is as well as a clinical diagnosis. And, and Dr. Shoemaker, for example, and, and this this is one challenge is actually getting a doctor that will run the test for all the inflammatory markers. Because he has found some unique inflammatory markers.
2: Which ones is he using specifically? He's
3: lessons? C4A, C3A. And then he does. So t- he's using
2: the complement markers. Complement markers, so right? Because c- it's
3: right. It's an innate immune reaction. Is what he's looking for. Yeah.
2: And what about? Um, so this would be added to your functional chemistry analysis. As correct, well, correct. Correct. So correct. And you can use LabCorp the, the or, genetics, or, or LabCorp, right. LabCorp yeah. will do a mold panel, which might be. It it might as well. be yeah, yeah yeah. And then you're looking at this the um, C4A. You said C3. C3A, so a, right? C3A. So you're looking factors. for complement factors. As right. Well. Just those two.
3: There, there's, there's a, a IL-6 there's a whole, and others. There's a, there's a long list of... TNF-alpha. Yes, exactly. Yes.
2: Antelucan-6. So we yes. actually look at those. There's a lab we use that actually routinely... Oh, okay. well Which is great. So which is, nice is great. Because,
3: again, the average doctor is not even going to think to look at these things. Right. They look at something called VEGF, which is very important, for example, for your gut lining, for rebuilding the, the integrity of your gut. So a lot of people that have mold issues, again, have gut issues. And that's something I ask people about hmm. too, is is about gut issues. Okay. Yeah, because and part of the challenge for people is everybody has what they consider their normal. Right. Yeah. There are stool patterns and that sort of thing. And so you often in my family we didn't know that we weren't normal. That that I mean we did not know that that what we producing was, was not the way right. it should be because right. that's the way we wow. had always been. Okay. So I, I do ask about that. It's really an important thing. Your gut health is extremely important. It's yeah.
2: always, we talk about from a functional perspective, it's always a perfect place to start. So right. you start with the gut. So gut health, what are the what are the types of symptoms you're looking for?
3: Well, okay. So part of what I look for, actually, and this is part of a visual thing, is to look for intestinal, inflama- intestinal inflammation, right? You have somebody that presents thin arms, thin legs, but then they've just got a belly that's sticking mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I mean, especially for some women, they will look, you know, four months pregnant. Right, that's intestinal so inflammation. You're looking for bloating. Bloating, bloating, be right? right. And if they have symptoms of belching, and then if they have a lot of gas and diarrhea, then that's just that's a huge red flag. That's not that's not normal, right? Or right. you can go into people's houses, my own parents. You go in their medicine cabinet is full of stomach medicines, right? Tagumet,
2: Zantac, pepto exactly. Other things like that.
3: Pep, you know, Pepcid and all these sort of thing, right? Peptol, bismol et cetera, et cetera. I thought
2: everybody uses that on a regular basis.
3: Well, exactly, exactly. This is the whole thing. So open up somebody's medicine cabinet and see, right? And well, again, that was, yeah.
2: That was always the benefit. I made house calls for eight years. I thought okay, that was the greatest go. thing. You can't lie on a house call because if you, if I don't believe you, I just look in the refrigerator. I look in your right, cabinets. I can right, check around your house. Right, right. And even those that were drinking, they would hide the bottles on the side.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's part of the challenge is getting people to face, for some people, it's a reality check, Right. And part of the challenge and what I work with people is to get them to take responsibility for their health. And what I highlight is probably about 70% of where you are has to do with decisions you make every day, what you eat, whether or not you exercise, how much movement you have, mm-hmm. your your sleep, the quality of your sleep, and that sort of thing. I can always tell with the support groups, people that are posting at three o'clock in the morning. It's like, why are you on the computer at three o'clock in the morning? Right? It's, yeah, why are you it's, even awake? Well, exa- well, this is the whole thing, exactly. You know, and and I have personally, I have a very strict schedule so that I can can sleep properly. It it it's huge. Sleep is huge. If you if you're not sleeping, your hormones are not replenishing, right? Your 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 body cannot heal. And if your you body do not can't sleep.
2: detox either.
3: Exactly, and it can't detox. I tell you, right? I'm
2: learning a lot, and I hope our listeners are are getting a lot out of this as well, because I'm certainly getting a lot of information here. So we're gonna take another quick break, and we'll be back to talk with uh, Mary Barnes in two minutes
1: the functional health forum would like to take this moment to thank our valued sponsors host dr Jürgen winkler will return shortly
0: Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer or treated for cancer in the past? Quantum Functional Medicine offers an entire arsenal of treatments to battle cancer, as well as other chronic and debilitating diseases. At QFMed, each patient's treatment is personalized, using a patient-empowered functional approach to treatment. They also offer integrative support treatments for those undergoing traditional chemo, radiation, or surgery, and preventative measures to help stop cancer from reoccurring. For more information, go to QFMed.com or call 760-585-4616. If you've been diagnosed with cancer and know in your heart that chemo and radiation may not be the total answer, call and talk to a 40-year cancer survivor of late-stage cancer who didn't use chemo or radiation. Rick Hill is a patient advocate and can refer you to caring medical doctors and surgical oncologists who focus on the cause of cancer, not the tumor. Call Rick, tell him your story, and consider some safe alternatives. Call 800-454-7488 for this free service or visit online at cancercallcenter.com.
1: You're listening to the Functional Health Forum with host Dr. Jurgen Winkler. Please call in now to discuss any medical questions you might have. 866-577-2473.
2: Welcome back. We are speaking here with a wellness consultant, Mary Barnes. And during the break, we are talking about just uh, some of the other Lab testing that we want to do, and from a functional perspective, and then functionality is exactly what this whole form is about. And looking at these labs, a CBC, complete blood cell count, a chem 14, or some labs, a thyroid panel. We mentioned so sort of the detail on the thyroid panel, but uh, how about some things such as a cortisol level, maybe a fasting cortisol level, a DHEAS, right? That's another adrenal hormone. Some of the sex hormones, if men are getting over 40, looking at a male hormone panel to see how much testosterone they're making, maybe how much of that's converted to estrogen, which is abnormal, or how much uh, dihydrotestosterone they're making for women. Really probably checking a progesterone level. Maybe some other things might be helpful. And then we talked about uh, looking for inflammation, uh, looking at the various markers of inflammation, including a, um, we call it ESR, erythrocyte sedimentation rate, a C-reactive protein, or even a highly sensitive hsc reactive protein, CRP. And then we looked at interleukin-6, TNF-alpha. These are just inflammatory markers. And then you mentioned the two complement ones, the C um, 3A and 4A. So that's kind of a, a whole panel of things. And most of the doctors typically just look at a CBC in chemistry and maybe some thyroid. But we're getting to the more detail of, of these types of tests. And then you mentioned a few other things about looking at genetics testing. What types of testing are you doing there?
3: Okay, so one of of the the tests I like to ask people to do is called 23andMe, and they've been around for several years, and what they're doing is they're actually, it's it's actually a saliva test, and they, they test your whole human genome, okay? And so right now they are not able to provide you with disease predisposition. They used to be able to, but the FDA actually shut them down from doing that. But there are other websites that you can take that information, the raw data file, and they will analyze that and let you know, Indicate whether or not you have um, defects in your detoxification, for example, or whether or not you have methylation defects. And methylation is where you process your B12 and your folic acid and your B6 and produce energy, and it helps with detoxification, et cetera. As right? multiple right, right, and then that and sure. that's key. And and a lot of people, you might your your regular labs again, we your might show that your B12 levels are okay. Your, your folic acid levels might look really high, and the doctor's like, oh, well, you're fine. Well, no, your body's actually not using that properly. Exactly. And, and, I would be right.
2: lower normal levels, knowing that the body's actually utilizing right, it. Right, right, versus, versus hanging around in the blood and right. just
3: running around. Exactly. Right, exactly. so that's another
2: sort of trick when you look at those lab tests. Well, why right. is that high when it just tells you the body's probably not utilizing
3: it? Exactly, exactly. So so for patients like that, one thing that, that's very simple to, that for them to do, for example, is to do a sublingual or transdermal B12. The, the 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 impact of that can just be amazing in terms of energy levels and dealing with like neuropathy and such. Yeah.
2: So the twenty three and Me is literally two three, Correct. And a n d me dot com twenty three and me dot com is where you can actually get a little kit and you can purchase that, send that send it in. Now. One of the things I find, though, when you do those things, is you get so much information.
3: Right. And I right. find that
2: with like Smart DNA. I've looked at a few of these other ones. I think even when Amy Yaskos was, was doing her correct. testing, correct. it's when, yet
3: another. Yeah.
2: I, what do I do with all this information? Right. So how do you begin to funnel this information down? Because you really need someone like yourself or someone like like right. that actually analyzes and exactly. knows how to analyze. Exactly. Exactly.
3: Okay. Exactly. And so what I try and do again is I I will look through that whole thing and I and I will tr- what I part of what I try and do. This is the interesting thing about the genes. Just because you have the gene and that the defect does not mean you will get the disease, right? But in cases where I'm seeing the symptoms seem to correlate with that defect, then we we look and see if there's nutritional interventions that can be done. For example, some people need the active form of folic acid and that the, you know, just plain old folic acid is, is actually can be more harmful.
2: Right, so you need yeah. more of a methylated, you need the full- Exactly, the active forms active of,
3: forms. right. And that's very important in general for a lot of the B vitamins. A lot of people have, if you have gut dysfunction, you have your enzymes, or you don't have the right enzymes, they're not active enough to actually um, break down the vitamins into the active form. So.
2: Right, so when you see somebody with multiple different epigenetic, right, this is talking right. about epigenetics, which is really the surface of the genes to allow expression or block expression right certain things. So when you see a lot of those abnormalities, is there another thing you're looking for in that particular scenario?
3: Well, again, I, I, part of it is I still go back to the, the, the fundamental symptoms that they're dealing with, right, and, and try and tease that out again and see if that's something. You know, and an example of that is um, a lot of people with the toxin issue have the problem with um, frequent urination, for example. Okay. Very, very, very common. If you look there, if they do the test for the antidiuretic hormone, which is what tells your kidneys whether or not to hold on to water. That's what what, you know, regulates that if you will. That'll be towards often towards the lower end of the range. Well, it turns out some people have a certain genetic predisposition for that and, and having abnormalities in managing their electrolytes. Simple solutions are um, you know, using uh, adding electrolytes to, to water or adding even salt to your water. Which actually, a lot of people think salt's evil. Actually, no. If, if you use like the Himalaya sea salt and that sort of thing, it's actually very healthy. It can help your adrenal system, right? Um, again, There's a
2: whole mixture of other minerals. So salt is exactly. really not just the sodium salt right. that you think of like a Morton salt or some type of table salt. You're looking at getting a complex combination of multiple minerals that are just coming from nature. Right, and right. And the combination is really natural. Right,
3: right, right. And so part of what the gene tests do is they, 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 they tell you some the, the whys of, of what's going on with you, right? And if we can figure out the whys, we can sometimes figure out simple solutions, you know, that, that the patient can do. Well,
2: yeah. you mentioned something earlier about toxins. And I really look back at that, and I just wonder about whether the epigenetics is being blocked by the toxins that we're being exposed to. I and mean, we talked about that earlier. There's just hundreds of thousands of things right. we can be exposed to, but even heavy metals. Or exactly. An issue as well, exactly. Right. So you've got lead right. that can block your, your MTR. MTR-R exactly. Pathway.
3: Exactly. Exactly. So,
2: right. And we were, were learning actually this weekend that we get exposed to these things whether we, whether we like it or not. So, there's lead coming from the airplane fuel.
3: Right. Right. There's Airborne, actually
2: right. Um, aluminum in the air. There's right. silver in the air and they're oxide formed. So, they're very reactive to the body. Right. So, we're being exposed to things even while we don't think about it. Right. From the home to right. the carpets right. to the furniture. Right. All these things, and I think I think the accumulation of that is what we begin to see in the epigenetics.
3: Exactly, exactly. Because we didn't have
2: these problems hundred years ago.
3: Exactly, exactly. And, and part of the, part of the challenges as well is that I, I have the toxic burden that my mother had as well, right? For example, she had a lot of mercury fillings. Well, that meant I started life with a lot of mercury. We know these toxins do tra- pass through the placenta, right? Correct. These these fetuses mm-hmm. are born, and it's the same, same. I that was the question I had for Doctor Shoemaker as well. And he said, yes, indeed. The, the, the research shows that, right? They can, in the cord blood, they it's, can find can all that. these toxins. So, the, the, so each generation is accumulating more and more toxins. And there are certain things, choices that we make that actually introduce additional toxins into our well, children. Well, obviously
2: from the foods that we're eating, but sometimes right. the environment's a little bit difficult to really exactly.
3: Exactly, so, which is why I encourage people to do as much as they can to control their home environment, right? With, with the high-quality air filters, get rid of the carpet. The carpet just traps so many toxins, right? Solid floors that can be easily cleaned, you know, keep out clutter. And it it is a huge challenge for somebody that is sensitive to toxins. Because, for example, you, you go to the library and you bring home books, okay? Libraries are just, paper is one of has the highest affinity for mold, right? The mold toxins being attracted to it. Okay. Yeah. So
2: these old books that actually smell moldy are moldy.
3: (laughs) Yes, they are. And they can really, no, I I have an example of that as well. We had a neighbor, again, I, I was a book fiend. I mean, all over our house, my kids, I mean, they're avid readers, which is the good thing, but our house was full of books. We even took a set of old encyclopedias from the next door neighbor. The grandmother lived with them. The son wanted to throw them out. Oh no, we took them. (laughs) <laughs> oh holy moly I was you know we decided to clear up books I, I got so so sick just from handling those and, and people incredible. people don't think about things like that One, once you become aware and this again the individual once you become aware then you can make choices that will help minimize that exposure right get the chemicals out of the house right uh, the only thing I use for cleaning vinegar baking soda you can do most everything it's with cheap, those it's cheap it's easy and
2: it's it's exactly pure. Doesn't exactly. Make you sick. Exactly.
3: Add a little bit of tea tree oil to it. That helps um, with the um, the, That's the mold. A great idea. The mold. The tea tree oil. And I run that through my washing machine. Mm-hmm. And I have the front loader. Everybody complains those get moldy. Mm-hmm. Zero problems with that. And you can add a little bit of lavender essential oils are really good for detoxifying. And, so tell yeah. me, give
2: me a little more detail on what you do to, to help people detoxify. Cause I'm sure, you know, most people have been exposed to these things. If we were to just right. empirically say, Hey, we've been exposed. We need to fix these things before we actually begin having symptoms. Or if we do have symptoms, how right. do we can reverse this? What are you doing for detail?
3: Well, uh, you know, a lot of people, there are some natural binders. Mm-hmm. What, what I do is I, I take the CSM if I know I've been exposed. CSM. Cholestyramine. Okay. It's, it's an old cholesterol-lowering <clears throat> medicine. All yeah. it is is a residence, and it binds the, the fat out of the body, and the, the toxins have an affinity for fat, right? That's how they, they travel through our body, which is why a lot of people get a lot of neurological problems. And and literally sometimes actually when the doctor thinks it's all in your head, well, yes, it is. My my, my brain is is full of brain's toxins. Brain's on fire.
2: And we don't even exactly.
3: Know it. Yeah, exactly. And this is where you know a lot of people get. You see a lot of um, psychological issues, right? Psychiatric issues, and a lot of it has to do with the toxins. I I you know in our society, I think part of it has to do with the.
2: So the the liver is actually trying to coalesce the fat and the bile, which is essentially helping us to dissolve. Uh, Fat soluble vitamins is really not functioning because itself is too toxic.
4: Exactly. Exactly. So, so the yeah.
2: cholestyramine or the cholesterol binds those toxins so that we don't recycle them. That's a big issue. Correct. They go down into the rest of the colon, they recycle back in again, the liver reabsorbs them. So we're just cycling the, to- the toxins exactly. and not really getting it. Exactly. Out. So this, gets, this washes it out.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Okay.
2: So what about some other things we've learned this weekend? How about the oils? We've oh, across. the the right.
3: phospholipids exactly. Right, we've talked right. about
2: um, omega sixes. Actually, exactly. we are so really under the under. Um, sorry, not getting enough of the omega sixes. Right, because Everybody's right. doing fish oils, fish oils, right, fish oils, and we're like, whoa, that's we way interesting. Done that, Right, which thoroughly throws right. that balance right. out. Right, right, You can't, you know, you're right. suppressing inflammation, but. The body's trying to do its job, but doesn't have the right oil balance.
3: Exactly. So that's a really interesting piece of information. And this is one of the things I do. I come to these conferences. Okay, there's a test. Let, let's do that test and see what, what the lipid levels are, the various types, right?
2: So John Hopkins does that, right? Right. They give you a lipid. You get right. a full lipid analysis right. from just red blood cells test. Runs $250. It's not very expensive. Right. And then you get some really good information as to what that imbalance is in your body and why it's important to correct that up, to correct it Exactly. Again, because the exactly. brain is made of fat. Exactly. And if you're having exactly. nerve symptoms, neurological type symptoms, that would make your biggest
3: difference. Exactly, exactly. So this was probably one of the most interesting pieces of information we got from the conference this and weekend. The, and
2: the phospholipids as well. Exactly. Have you begun using those at all?
3: I use those some, exactly. Okay. Right, right. Using
2: and the I,
3: yes, some of that. But again, this is the interesting thing. What they highlighted and I had that issue when I was super toxic, I could not tolerate that. And this is what I look for with people too, right? If do they have challenges with, with taking any of these? That's a sign you're really toxic. If you take even a small amount of glutathione, right, Glutathione's a big thing. And we can look at the 23andMe results and look for, you know, defects there, right? And those are the people that you have to go slow and easy with because they are so toxic. But you can, over time, you know, work on this. But again, you, you have to control your environment, right? If you're still living in a moldy house, you, you, you cannot get well. You, you might be able to keep yourself from getting too much sicker, but you just will not get well. And that's that's probably one of the biggest challenges. And I think we've had several of the practitioners talk about that this weekend, right? We have, yeah, and there's it so is, many different things. And right.
2: We could go on and on talking about this, we, like, even about EMFs. I think we.
3: Right. Yet another really thing, exactly. We to talk about today. Exactly. So, yeah.
2: Okay. So anyway, let's uh, let's take another quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll sort of summarize a little bit, and then uh, maybe give us a little bit of a clinical scenario of what okay, this looks sure, like and how sure, you treat it and sure. what you would do for that. We'll be right back. We'll just take a quick station break. Okay.
1: The Functional Health Forum would like to take this moment to thank our valued sponsors. Host Dr. Jurgen Winkler will return shortly.
0: If you've been diagnosed with cancer and know in your heart that chemo and radiation may not be the total answer, call and talk to a 40-year cancer survivor of late-stage cancer who didn't use chemo or radiation. Rick Hill is a patient advocate and can refer you to caring medical doctors and surgical oncologists who focus on the cause of cancer, not the tumor. Call Rick, tell him your story, and consider some safe alternatives. Call 800-454-7488 for this free service or visit online at cancercallcenter.com.
4: Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer or treated for cancer in the past? Quantum Functional Medicine offers an entire arsenal of treatments to battle cancer, as well as other chronic and debilitating diseases. At QFMed, each patient's treatment is personalized using a patient-empowered functional approach to treatment. They also offer integrative support treatments for those undergoing traditional chemo, radiation or surgery, and preventative measures to help stop cancer from reoccurring. For more information, go to QFMed.com or call 760-585-4616.
1: You're listening to the Functional Health Forum with host Dr. Jurgen Winkler. Please call in now to discuss any medical questions you might have. 866-577-2473.
2: Well, welcome back. We're talking here with Mary Barnes, our wellness consultant. We've been addressing a lot of things. So mold's a big issue. We've been talking about the different types of lab testing we can do, and also the DNA testing, the twenty-three and Me, and then also you mentioned the HLA, DR testing. So there's some good variety of things that we can actually do. Most insurances will cover these types of things, except maybe the twenty-three and Me. I think yeah, right, pay right, for but, it. That's but that's that's one hundred ninety-nine dollars. Right, so you yeah. have to put a little investment in your health, and maybe investment in seeing someone like yourself. So tell us about how do you, how would somebody reach you, or how would somebody find a wellness consultant that would have
3: Okay, sure. So, well, so so you can reach me if you want my email address. It's it's mary.e3.barnes, and that's B-A-R-N-E-S, and that's Mary, M-A-R-Y, some people like the double Y form, and then E3, so it's my middle initial, if you will, is E3, and that's okay. Gmail.
2: So that's again. at gmail.com. So at gmail. mary.e3.barnes at gmail.com.
3: Com. Okay. Correct, correct. And I'm happy yeah. to discuss things with people. I'm happy to look at labs. Again, I, I'm not a... Licensed practitioner, all I'm going to do is share information that I have learned. I can share the the scientific research. You have a doctor that doesn't want to believe some of this. We can send them the research. And it's amazing. And part of what I try and do is education, I think, is really important. Right. right.
2: You're basically, you're not really making decisions clinically for people. You're basically right. educating them and saying, look, this is what right. these things represent. And if there's issues, take it to a doctor and they exactly. can give you some more exactly. detail or find, right. a, or find a functional health physician. Exactly, kind of exactly. I-
3: ideally, you want a functional right. healthcare practitioner. I know some people have financial limitations and they feel they can't do that. So if you're going to go to a doctor that can only spend 10 or 15 minutes with you, you can get a lot of bang for your buck, if you will, by talking to somebody like me that can spend an hour with you, you know, for a similar amount of money and right, really help you make the most of that doctor's appointment, right? Help you focus on the key things, right?
2: And did you do anything with Facebook at all?
3: I have I have a Facebook group right now. My Facebook group is actually a um, thyroid group because I have found one of the key things. The interesting thing is, it, it ends up I'm, I you know I have a celiac group, I have a thyroid group, I'm in mold groups. It's really all the same people. Most By the time, time yes. someone's reached a point where they're they're on the internet and they're engaged in these groups and this is what the doctor says, my labs look okay, they're they've got they're they have a complex issues. It's, it's not as simple. We've never had anybody in the thyroid group, for example, that comes and all of a sudden the doctor gives them, you know, Synthroid and and, and life is good, right? We, we don't get anybody in that category of people, right? It's right. people that have complex issues. Or they
2: they get Synthroid and still don't feel well.
3: Exactly, which is totally normal, actually, because <laughs> your thyroid itself does produce a certain amount of what's called T3, which is the active form of thyroid And a lot hormone.
2: of it gets converted by the liver. To
3: right, to by the T3. liver. And if you're toxic, then your body is not properly converting. Which is why many people need the extra T three, and and you know, and some doctors again, it's you know, you have to find a doctor that's willing to do that for you, right? So
2: we're looking at some other functional testing as well. I would think even um, the, the Spectracell test is a good micronutrient test, right? At all right. The different types of nutrients from a cellular perspective. We've used that before. We used uh, the nutrival through Genova. Okay. It gives right. Us a really exactly. Good test yeah. You get a lot right. You get a lot of the information, not only about their fats, you get right. information about their gastrointestinal function, Right. right. amino acids, their brain chemistry. So that's right. a really good comprehensive test. As well. Right. You, you're familiar with that?
3: I've, I've done some of those. I've done some of the Genova stuff for the gut health, and that's, that can be very key. Right, because again... And yeah. the
2: organic acids testing, you're looking Right, at the oats test, well. right, right. So right. we can really go on probably all right. day on the different right, types of right. things. Right, right. But the point is, is once you begin to find out what your symptoms are, you're going to be driven down a certain pathway right. to figure out what's best for you. But you got to go back, and what you're focusing on really on is the environment in which they live in.
3: Exactly, exactly. Looking exactly. for the mold
2: exposure, looking right. for toxin exposures. Do you have right. certain filters in the air? Are you doing things, getting the carpet taken care of? I mean, that's a lot. Right. Of, right. It seems to me almost a lot of work. You almost have to start building a new house from the ground up. With, it's, it, it, is a a it is a challenge.
3: It is a challenge. And part of what I tell people that have a limitation, you know, I had a friend and she was still living with her parents. I said, at least get part of the house that's a safe space for you. How I managed when I was still living in a molding house before I moved out is I there was one bedroom where I spent, you know, 90% of my time. Okay. I had the HEPA air filter running in that. You want a high quality HEPA air filter, like IQ Air, Austin Air, are both mm-hmm. really good. They're expensive, but it's it's amazing. I took my kids to the doctor. Those, my kids had the clearest lungs she's ever seen in a child that lives in Dallas, Fort Worth area. Mm. Okay. So you really, it's really can have a huge impact on overall health. And then I would leave the window cracked open. You want fresh air. That this, this has to do with why well, mold is such a big issue. It's how we build homes these days. We want them airtight because we want them energy efficient. Well, airtight ends up meaning that any toxins that are in your house are going to yeah, stay in stay your house, right? Accumulate. Right, right.
2: Interesting. All right, so give us an idea of a type of patient that you see. What
3: okay, of- so often one of the common types is somebody that's just totally fatigued, right? I mean, they feel like they can barely get through the day. They go to the doctor. Again, the doctor says your labs are normal, you know, or they're depressed, right? Well, it's all in your head. Here, take Prozac, right? And, you know, they start, and then this is the challenge, right? You get patients that take one drug, they add another, they add another, right? And so so I try and work with them. And again, we go look at thyroid. If, you, if you're fatigued and depressed, let's look at your thyroid, right? So one, one client I had, their their TSH was in the normal range. It was like two and a half. The, the free T4 was... Lower end of the range. It wasn't off the, the, the charts and the free T three was kinda hanging down there, lower part. Um, the interesting thing is we this patient, the doctor, prescribed armor thyroid, which is the natural form of thyroid, which mm-hmm. is really it it, it it's works. A it's a better balance. It has it's 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 actually based from pig base, it's porcine based. So, you know, if people can tolerate that, that's fantastic because it's closest to what your own thyroid would be producing. But the interesting thing is we this patient started on the thyroid and they probably started on what's called 60 grains, right? One grain, 60 milligrams. 60 milligrams. Right. And their TSH actually <clears throat> shot up. Hmm. So that's a very curious thing, right? So that so that so that's almost like it triggered the body to realize, oh wait, maybe I don't have enough thyroid hormone. Right. And so gradually we increase, you know, the the, the dosage for this patient. It's amazing how the symptoms resolved. Okay. This patient had also had mold exposure, but they had been removed from the moldy home. Okay. They were on a good gluten-free diet. Right. So that's, you know, when you start looking at at the hormones. Right. And so this patient, the the, the grades in school, this patient, again, the, the mother said this child did not want to get up in the morning, totally lethargic. The father thought the child was just lazy. Okay. Which, you know. It, and it wasn't this poor kid just did not have enough juice to get going so the grades went up behavior improved just just by by adjusting the thyroid getting the thyroid adequ- adequately treated
2: That's amazing I think sleep yeah. even improves when you were oh you sleep improves as
3: well exactly and just being feeling refreshed again you could tell that this child had slow movements right just kind of
2: you can hear it in the voice if they're right high thyroid. right. And I also know so we talked about physical findings. Sometimes, if you listen, look at the palm of their hands, and you right. notice a little yellowing
3: right, to the right.
2: palms and to the inner right. forearms. It's like, right. well, why is that yellow? Right. Well, you need good thyroid function to convert beta carotene, which is that right. yellowing color right. in the body, right? Right. To, um, to to vitamin. Right. A. Right. So right. Thyroid usually corrects a lot of that. Exactly. As well. and exactly. And it's not
3: uncommon to see these these patients present with with liver issues as well, elevated liver enzymes. Yep. Yeah.
2: So, you look for the thyroid antibodies, you're adjusting right. their diets, they're gluten free, they're dairy free, right? Predominantly. So, you're trying to get all the GMO foods out of their diet. Exactly. Corn, I mean, soy. clean diet
3: is huge. And, you know, people say, oh, the eating organic is expensive. You know what? You can go to Costco. Costco has a lot of organic options, right? And, you know, so really it's, and, and people say, oh, it's, it's hard to cook, you know, the fast food is easier, but really, you know, a simple piece of you know, grilled wild salmon or, you know.
2: If you can get a good source of it, that's the
3: uh, That's right our now. challenge now. And then the fish is another issue, again, no, the heavy right. metals and all that sort of thing. But right. it, is, it is a balanced thing. Right. It is a balanced thing. So, yeah. So
2: from the functional perspective, which we talk about so often, it's always looking at uh, toxins. You're looking at your diet. You're looking at your lifestyle issues, exercise, what type of water you're drinking, right. fresh water, balancing things in your body. I think we we'll go through that. And then what you're doing really is going additionally into the home environment you are going further into their laboratory testing and right. trying to dig out what's going on specifically right. with them. And then coming up with a treatment program that will cover everything.
3: Exactly, the exactly. The lifestyle,
2: the home right. environment, right. your DNA type things. What are the labs telling me from a functional perspective, which I think gives you far more detail. Right. Even things, right. this little imbalance in sodium, potassium Oh, it's can huge. a difference, oh, it's right? right? If one goes oh, right. up and down, you, right. and you, you know, it's adrenal hyperfunction or hypofunction, right? Right, right, right. So there's right. even so, subtleties right. in the normal values.
3: Right, so the, so the yeah. other hormones are... are big as well right, right. and especially the, the the most common people with issues are women you know 42 plus right, right. they're just part of it is that, and part of the challenge is that estrogen itself your estrogen levels are declining estrogen is actually an anti-inflammatory yeah so it's very protective, protective for women for so brain. this is why women start having these problems in their 40s and again the challenge is oh well that's just menopause and that's the challenge a lot of women in that age group have when they start having these issues right the doctors blame everything on menopause right I was told that oh well that all those symptoms well that's just the way you are well yes it's the way I am right now but <laughs> let's you know it, exactly it, it doesn't feel good okay yeah well I know yeah. you've
2: experienced the same thing a lot of my patients have is the is exactly how we started the show you'd be come in you're gonna you're looking for answers you don't feel well you know there's something wrong but then everything you're told is is actually normal or as you right. said well that's just normal right. for you right so. I agree with everything you said. I think that that plays right into all the functional perspectives that we take in terms of our overall healthcare. So, thank you for coming today. Thank you for enlightening us on a lot of different things that you're doing. And if people want to reach you, they can reach you through Facebook, through your thyroid group, your celiac group, group. and and Mary.e3.Barnes at gmail.com is your email. Correct. Correct. So, thank you for listening today and uh, and tuning in with us. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.
3: Okay, great. Well, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it.
2: Appreciate it. Okay,
3: great.
1: for listening and participating in this week's Functional Health Forum with Dr. Jürgen Winkler. Tune in next Saturday from noon to one for the next edition of the Functional Health Forum right here on 1210 AM KPRZ. You can also listen to this and previously recorded shows on SoundCloud. Search Functional Health Forum. The Functional Health Forum on KPRZ is sponsored by the Cancer Call Center.